0: We start with election news as we have a nine The Hill and Chapelboro.com exclusive public policy pollings. Tom Jensen was on this morning with Aaron Keck earlier today sharing the results of a poll conducted on the local races in this upcoming election. The biggest takeaway, it's a really close race in Chapel Hill, including the race for mayor with much of the electorate undecided. The results showed 30 percent for Jess Anderson, 29 percent for Adam Searing and the rest undecided. It remains the case in the town council race as well, with almost all of the candidates within seven percentage points of each other, led by Melissa McCullough with 23 percent. You can find more on that over at Chapelboro.com. Last hour, I had News Director Brighton McConnell on to break down what some of these numbers mean to him as we continue to cover this local election.
1: It's just that a lot of people still don't have their minds made up, and I think it's obviously hard to dig into why that is. But when you have in a, you know, the one contested mayor's race in Orange County, about 40% of voters who still have not made up their minds, that that goes to tell you that, yeah, it is it is close. And that's going to come down to, uh, you know, how people truly end up turning out and whether there are any issues or whether there are any kind of, you know, personality traits of these candidates, not just in the mayor's race, but in the town council race that people end up really wanting to get behind in these next two weeks. I think it's going to be interesting to see early voting numbers as they continue to come in because I do think a lot of folks in the community are skewing more and more toward trying to utilize that early voting period, the flexibility that comes with that, being able to choose where you want to go vote. I think especially as the Chapel Hill and Carrboro sites come online later this week, it'll be interesting to see how much those numbers jump and and how many people cast those ballots then uh, compared to the Election Day turnout that we'll see on November 7th because Uh, if we get a whole bunch of people doing early voting, there's a chance that we'll have an idea of how the races are going to go once those results come in.
0: That's Brighton McConnell. He was on with us earlier, breaking down some of the poll results from the public policy polling on our Chapel Hill Municipal Elections. You can find those results by visiting Chapelboro.com. Also got two days of early voting in the books, and folks in Orange County seem to be more engaged in early voting than the last municipal election cycle in 2021 145 folks have voted early at this point, and that more than doubles the two-day total from 2021. Early voting continues at the Orange Works in Hillsboro from 8 to 6 each day this week. On Thursday, four more locations open. The Seymour Center, the Chapel Hill Public Library, Chapel of the Cross on Franklin Street downtown, and 108 BIM Street behind Carborough Town Hall. Visit Chapelboro.com for more election news, including candidate introductions, Sierra Club endorsements, including an explanation of their endorsement process. Keeping it in Chapel Hill now, the town announced earlier in October that Susan Brown will be taking over as the town's new Executive Director for Strategic Communications, effective November 1st. Brown has been the director of the Chapel Hill Public Library since 2013 and Executive Director for Community Arts and Culture since 2017. Chapel Hill Mayor Pam Hemminger recently spoke with 97.9 The Hill well, why Susan Brown is a good fit in this new position.
2: Yeah, we're really excited about this. We've known for a while that we need to do um, a different and better job of communicating out, and we need to be a little more consistent. Um, did a short evaluation of you know how effective the tools we've been using are and how we kind of don't have a, a systematic way of doing things. And Susan understands how to bring all those voices together. She knows how to c- talk across departments, with departments with um the community and she communicates very well as we know and she's excited about a new challenge and we're very fortunate to have megan um right there to take over the help guide the library and cultural arts shifts until she's retiring i wish she wasn't retiring she's amazing Um, but susan's been with the town for about 10 years and she really has a strong working relationship with all her colleagues and the community and she gets it and so This is going to be a a big step forward for us as a town in communicating um, and making sure that we are reaching folks and making sure that we're being consistent in our messaging. I'm sure people have realized that you could be on the library list, you can be on the police list, or you can be on um, a road network list, and you might not be getting the same messaging all the time. And we're kind of, we'd like to be a little more consistent and make sure that people understand that they can reach in and find stuff. I find our website confusing, (laughs) but the (laughs) public does too. So um, we're just looking forward to um, that. She's going to put so much energy into this, and it's going to be wonderful. So looking forward to better community engagement and information sharing.
0: Chapel Hill Mayor Pam Heminger speaking there. Effective November 1st, Megan Rosen will be appointed interim director of the Library and Community Arts and Culture. Keeping it with local government now, the Hillsborough Board of Commissioners meets tonight at 7 o'clock. They'll consider town sponsorship for an Earth Day event next year. The Orange County School Board also meets tonight at 7 for a work session on school redistricting. The Pittsburgh Board of Commissioners meets tonight as well. They'll be discussing water quality. And the Durham County Commissioners meet with a public hearing on amendments to the county's Unified Development Ordinance. You can find links to the agendas for all those meetings as well as the schedule of local government meetings for the rest of the week by visiting chapelboro.com. Finally, some logistics now. We've got some overnight road closures in Hillsborough to tell you about. The intersection of Old 86 and I 40 will have closures each night this week from 10 p.m. to 5 a.m. as state DOT crews are doing bridge construction, part of the ongoing I 40 widening project. You can get details on the detours by visiting the news article on chapelboro.com. Time to talk sports, and uh, unfortunately, we got to talk about that football game first. Continuing to sift through the fallout from the UNC football team's stunning loss against UVA on Saturday. Heels are searching for answers. If the team wants to avoid another losing streak like they saw at the end of last year, players and coaches know a short memory is important. Here's 97.9 The Hills' Michael Coe
3: with more. It's hard not to compare this past weekend's loss against Virginia to last season's stunner against Georgia Tech. Playing at home against a physically overmatched underdog, The Tar Heels came out flat both times, gave up a multi-score lead, and snatched defeat from the jaws of victory. Last year's loss against the Yellow Jackets was the beginning of the end for the 2022 Tar Heels, who never mentally recovered and lost four straight to end the season. This year, Carolina still has five regular season games to play, and despite it all, retains a good chance to make it back to Charlotte for the ACC Championship. There's a clear game plan for that to happen. Edge rusher Kamen Rucker summed it up after the game on Saturday.
1: We can't let this carry on until the next week. we got to have amnesia with this, um, move on, move forward, and continue to get better each and every week, um, whether that's bringing more energy, whether that's being more positive on the sideline, whatever that case may be. But, um, you know, we just got to keep on keep on grinding, keep chopping, and go on to the next
3: week. Ironically enough, that next game will see Carolina travel down to Atlanta to visit those same Yellow Jackets, who have won two straight against the Tar Heels. Quarterback Drake May will hope to have a better performance in Atlanta after completing only half of his 48 pass attempts against Virginia and throwing the game-ending interception. And after the game on Saturday, May repeated a talking point from earlier in the week, one which demonstrated the amnesia Rucker described.
0: And the day, I gotta make better decisions. Uh, I gotta lead the guys, and I uh, think we have a different outcome. But I uh, just get back and not let this game, you know, beat us twice.
3: That turn of phrase, not letting a game beat you twice, is a common one used by head coach Mac Brown, and it's never been more timely than this week. Brown, who's seen his share of tough losses in his long coaching career, particularly in Chapel Hill. Seemed confident May, Rucker, and the rest of the team would be able to put this one behind them.
0: Next week's the most important game on our schedule, so we've got to get back and got to correct all the mistakes we made today. They're, they're great young people that are disappointed, uh, so they'll, they'll come back and get ready to work in the morning.
3: While visions of the college football playoff aren't dancing through Tar Heel heads anymore, Carolina's path back to Charlotte for the conference championship is very real and very much in play. UNC was lucky enough to clinch its spot in the game before last year's losing streak, but this season multiple teams still have a shot. Carolina, Duke, Louisville, and Virginia Tech are each tied with one conference loss. The Tar Heels don't face the Cardinals or Hokies this year, but will host the Blue Devils on November 11th in a game which could decide who faces Florida State in December. May said those goals are attainable, but only if he and the team show improvement in the next few days.
0: You know, I think we got still a lot of, lot, lot of things to look forward to. Um, we got some big time games coming up here at the end of the season. You know, we, we still got you know, a lot of things in reach, and uh, I got to do my job of getting these guys ready, um, get the offense ready, and uh, get back after Georgia Tech.
3: It's still all in front of Carolina, but let's not get ahead of ourselves. A team that loses to Virginia, Virginia can lose to anybody. Time for the amnesia to kick in. For 97.9 The Hill, I'm Michael Coe. Thank you, Michael. Also in sports from over the weekend, the
0: field hockey team also upset by the Wahoos. Seventh ranked Cavaliers uh, taking a second half lead on the UNC field hockey team after they had been up at the half. Final score, 3-2. Soccer teams had a more productive weekend. Tar Heel men beat Louisville 2-0. The women beat Syracuse 6-1. Avery Patterson with two goals in that one. Carolina men's and women's swimming and diving team swept a dual meet at UNCW. UNC Volleyball split their two matches over the weekend. They beat Clemson. They lost to Georgia Tech. And Tar Heel junior golfer David Ford shot a 64 in the final round to lead Team USA to victory in the 2023 World Amateur Team Championships. That was held in Abu Dhabi over the weekend. Also got men's and women's golf teams in Scotland right now at St. Andrews for the Lynx Collegiate Championship. That sounds fun. Good luck to them. We learned today Armando Baycott was named first team preseason All-American by the AP. Also from basketball, RJ Davis has been placed on the Bob Cousy Award watch list. That goes to the nation's top point guard. We also have five UNC women's tennis players playing later in the week at the ITA Fall Championships in San Diego. Reese Brantmeyer, Annika Yarligata, Riley Tran, Elizabeth Scotty, and Abby Forbes. We also got some high school football results. It was a tough weekend for area teams Chapel Hill, East Chapel Hill, Carborough, and Cedar Ridge, all suffering losses.